I'm still celebrating the fourth. It was yesterday, but I still continue to think it's today. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, it's a long weekend. That's a good thing, right? Um, I wanted to mention that the offering plates are in the back and up here if you want to put your offerings in. And if you want to, if anyone wants to send it by mail, uh, it, the address is PO. We send it to Wimber Assembly of God, PO Box 361, Wimber, PA. One five nine. Okay. Um, and I believe the uh, there's no Wednesday night this week, right? Okay. This pastor and Rhonda will be still traveling. Let's keep them in prayer. To keep them safe and well. Uh, is there anything? Okay. Well, today, I, know I sound really crackly. But I've been thinking a lot about things that have been happening, and I think the conversation everywhere is what's going on around us. And there's so much uh, worry and anxiety. We have coronavirus, we have unemployment, we have racial tensions, we have all kinds of things, health issues, whatever's going on. So I titled my message this morning, Be a Warrior, Not a Warrior. And I, I always like to, you know me, I'm always a definition person. I look up the word worry. The old English word for worry was strangle, to cause anxiety. And so... I think of strangle, like even when I'm worried about coming up here, I get, <laughs> but that's okay. It's good to be sometimes concerned, but that's all right. I'm doing better with that. Um, the other definition is to torment oneself with or suffer from disturbing thoughts, threat. So right now there's a lot of things that can take our focus off of our walk Christ, because a lot of things are going on, but we are in a battle, so we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, I want to say about worry immobilizes, but concerns move you to action. So there's a difference between worry and concern. Planning for tomorrow is time well spent, but worrying about tomorrow is time wasted. And Satan loves to use worry and anxiety as one of his tools and tactics to keep us mobile and distracted. So as I said before, we are in a battle. As Christians, we're born into battle. Believe it or not, there's a battle going on within us and around us every single day, whether we see it or not. Whether it's tangible things that we can see or physical things, I mean, or if it's something that we as Christians need to be aware of in the heavenly realm and the spiritual realm. And a couple things that worry I wrote down. Number one, worry does not change. Worry causes sickness. It can consume your thoughts. It disrupts productivity. Doesn't it seem to be like if you start worrying, that's all you think about, the same thing over and over again? And pretty soon you're just like you don't want to do anything because you're so consumed with everything that's going on or something in particular. 
And then negativity it will affect how you treat others. If you're worrying, then, I mean, it seems like everywhere you go, no matter what the conversation, it goes back to, oh my goodness, you know that this is going on, or you know, there's another this and that's going on, and it just keeps going, going, and it spreads like wildfire, and it seems like you're surrounded with it. And sometimes you just need to go and sit down, and take a break, and unplug from everything. I'm talking, just don't watch the news, don't get on your phone, don't listen to anything negative, just go and have a time out. <laughs> and I think that's what I've been doing. I go outside of my patio, and I just listen to the birds, take my coffee out there, and just chill. Get the word, get an encouraging book that's Christian-based, get yourself encouraged, and get away from that negativity. Because we know, as it says in John 10.10, 10, that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. His only goal is he comes to only to steal, kill, and destroy. But he, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So that's what we should have. We should have life to the full if we have Christ in us. So we must be ready. So my first scripture is in 1 Peter 5, 6 through 10. We've all heard this, but every time I read it, I still get a lot out of it because I think the word is living and active and it's a daily thing for everyone. So let's read 1 Peter 5, 6 through 10. It says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. There's a lot in there. First it says, be alert. Be of sober mind. And as Christians, We've got to be careful we don't allow all that negative things and concerns cloud out our vision to be alert and see, like, what's really going on here? Sometimes I start to ask myself, if something's bothering me about somebody or something, I have to ask myself, what's really going on past the initial of what I see and what I hear? There's always an underlying factor somewhere. But... I was reading a book that was very interesting about being alert. Did you know that in Israel, everyone, man and woman, from the ages from 18 to 20, are trained in military? And from the age, every year they need to go to reserve to keep up these practices and be ready. Because in Israel, you know the enemy is surrounding them. They want nothing better and to push Israel out and destroy Israel. So they are under attack all the time. So they are aware of the enemy, and they are ready. And it said in the book I was reading, I thought, is this true? So I Googled it, and it is, it is true. And I thought, wow. And they served to the age of 55. So they actually have their backpacks always ready in the military backpack, and their weapons close by and ready. And I thought that was interesting because 
I think sometimes we're so used to having our freedom that this country has. And sure, we've been attacked before. We've had many things happen, but we sort of get past that and we forget and we get into a law. We don't realize that at any moment things can happen again, whereas they are on the alert all the time. And in this scripture, it says also to humble yourself. So there's some points. Be alert, humble ourselves, obey God, trust him, and resist the devil. And I'm going to read here about the roaring lions. It says, lions attack the sick, young, or straggling animals. They choose the victims who are alone and not alert. Peter warns us to watch out for Satan when we are suffering or being persecuted. If you are feeling alone, weak, helpless, and cut off from other believers, or if you are so focused on your troubles that you forget to watch for danger, those are the times when you are especially vulnerable to Satan's attacks. During the times of those sufferings, seek other Christians for support. Keep your eyes on Christ and resist the devil. And see, with this, even with this coronavirus, with being separated and isolated, it's and I see a lot of elderly people that I know that I work for that are worried and they're shut in by themselves. And it's very sad because at least those of us who can do more, we can get out and socialize or be out working if we're able to be working. But those people that are alone are really alone and the fear sets in and anxiety is setting in because they're hearing so much of the things that are fearful around them. But getting back to the army, we want to be a warrior that is in the army of God. We are called to be in the army of God. We're soldiers for Christ, not the warrior. It's hard to distinguish what it sounds like. And training is important. Uh, the book that I had read before, he was mentioning he was a wrestler in school. And they, re they went through drills constantly. And even an athlete, probably in football and other sports too, you had to have a sparring partner or someone to go against and resist so that you can get your tactics and strategies and maneuvers. And you do it over and over and over and over again so that when you get on that mat and you're like one-on-one, -on -one, you are so in tune to that movement that you just do it. So we should be so trained in our, our life with Christ and understanding what the Word says and practicing our faith that we're ready. Whenever it happens, it's like, we're ready. We respond in the right way. So we want to go to Ephesians 6.10, and I know everyone knows this, but the armor, I think, is important to go over because it brings up a lot of what um, will go into the pieces. I promise I'm going to make this a short lesson. <laughs> a lot of points, but short. Okay, this is the armor of God. So we need to be alert. We also need to be training all the time, and we need to put on the full armor. So it says here, uh, verses 10 through 18. I know it's a lot. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, 
against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, to, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I'm going to say 18 is important too. And pray in the spirit in all occasions. Now, in my Bible, I thought it was really interesting that they had a whole breakdown of each piece. And the first piece of armor, and notice that what we read put on the full armor. A lot of us forget to put all the pieces on. We may have faith that day, but we're not having the foot shots of peace or whatever. We may, you know what I'm saying? We wouldn't go out of our house without our clothes on. We would put everything on and shoes on. I don't know about a hat or a helmet, but yeah. So, and it says, put on, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I think sometimes we battle battles in the, in our battles with our own power and not God's power. His power is, power is mighty in us, but we're not anything without him in us. So the first piece of armor is the belt of truth. Satan fights with lies, and sometimes his lies sound like truth, but only believers have God's truth, which can defeat Satan's lies. And we know that he is the, Satan is the father of all lies. He distorts the truth. And I will say that I'm really into, like, I can see so much being twisted in our culture right now and society where I keep saying this and I keep hearing it. It's like a paradigm shift. It's everything that was good is going by the wayside and is called evil, and everything that is evil is called good. And we see that with the things that are going on right now. And I get angry and I get but I think I can't just let myself get upset and emotional and worry about things. I need to do the part that I need to do. I need to pray, be in the spirit, and like he says, and put on my armor. The next piece is the breastplate of righteousness. The devil often attacks our heart, the seed of our emotion, self-worth, and trust. God's righteousness in the, in the, is the breastplate that protects our heart and ensures his approval. He approves of us because he loves us and he sent his son to die for us. And we all know that we are not righteous on our own works like we talked about this morning. It's because of his, Jesus' work on the cross that we are made righteous. And that is the only way that we are righteous. Foot gear of peace, readiness to spread the good news. Satan wants us to think that telling others the good news is a worthless and hopeless task. The size of the task is too big 
and the negative responses are too much to handle. But the footgear God gives us is the motivation to continue to proclaim the true peace that is available in God, news that everyone needs to hear. Another thing we talked about in Sunday school. We've got to spread the word of the We've got to give hope, because in the world right now, there's a lot of hopelessness. There's a lot of concern and worry and anxiety. But there is good news. Because Jesus came and overcame, just like the song. He, we have victory in him, and we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of, our, of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Um, the shield of faith. What we see are Satan's attacks in the form of insults, setbacks, and temptation. But the shield of faith protects us from Satan's flaming arrows. With God's perspective, we can see beyond our circumstances and know that ultimate victory is ours. I remember hearing a uh, thing about the Roman soldiers and the shields of faith. The shields were huge. But to extinguish the firing arrows that came at them, they all had to lock close together and keep it above them and walk together. Just like us as Christians, we need to watch each other's back, sort of thing. We need to encourage each other, stand by each other, stand as corporate body of the church who stand against the evil that is in the world and against us as a church and us personally. So I like to think of having a prayer partner that you can really talk to, that you can say, hey, I'm really having issues with this or I'm bothered with this. Would you pray for me? Or someone that you know that you have a good, someone who is spirit-led that can encourage you, and as you can do for them too. So we need, and the firing arrows are from the enemy are, like we said above, oh, it's too hard, you can't do that, or people are going to mock you. What if they think you're a Christian? Oh, well, then you're going to be persecuted. But you know what? We are called to carry the cross. For Christ's sake. Uh, the helmet of salvation. Satan wants us to make, he wants us to doubt God, Jesus, and our salvation. The helmet protects our mind from doubting God's saving work for us. I also like to think, too, that when things happen, a lot of the things that you hear right away are. Where was God and why didn't God do this? We don't know why God allows things to happen, but like we just saying, he's a good, good father. He loves us. He doesn't want anything bad to happen. But we also have to be walking under his protection to stay abiding in him. So sometimes things happen that have come not because of our own doing, but maybe even that we've walked out from under that protection. But we also have to remember that even when things do happen and we have done something maybe to cause that, he, uh, we don't lose our salvation. So when we're good, we're saved, and if we're bad, we're not, that's not true. <laughs> Satan likes to do that with us. Okay, and the sword of the, is the word of God. The sword is the only weapon 
of offense in this list of armor, and there are times when we need to take the offense against Satan. When we are tempted, we need to trust in the truth of God's word. And I thought of these two as also weapons. I know this isn't the armor, but I thought, uh, isn't love to be used as a weapon? Because Satan hates. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. But if we love, love conquers all that. Worship is another form of, of a strategy against that. Uh, we, can, we worship the Lord, we praise the Lord when we have prayer. So those are some things that I thought of, too, that can actually defeat those causes of worry and anxiety. Okay, and Hebrews 3.13. We'll probably get to the, yeah. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So we need the encouragement of the body, each other. We do need each other. We may think that we're okay to do our own thing, but we're not. Because, I don't know, believe it or not, you know I'm a talker, but sometimes I think I'm a loner at times. I like to be alone. Sometimes I like to be alone, and I'll admit that. But I can only take it so long, and then after a while, it's like, oh, I need some people. <laughs> so we can't just sort of isolate ourselves on purpose like that all the time. So we've got to be careful that we don't think that we're above that, because we really do need each other. And I was reading, I think it's, uh, I don't have it written there, but it's uh, Ecclesiastes 4.13, or 4.12, I believe it is. Yes. 4.12 says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So we need each other. And, of course, we'll go, I'll wrap it up in Matthew 6.25 through 34. And we know, I know these are all familiar, but sometimes you just need to get re back into reading them again to Certain times they just hit me differently. Twenty-five through thirty-four. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed in like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? 
So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You know, you can fret over the past, you can worry about tomorrow, but live in today. I think we had that in our study on Saturday. Live today. Take each moment as each moment. God is with us. He doesn't leave us. And sometimes we may feel that he does, but he never leaves us. And John 14, 27 is my last scripture. It's one of my favorites. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. I think that wraps up basically, I know it's a lot of scripture, but it's just that I think it's prevalent for the time right now because there is a lot of fear and anxiety, and there's a lot of things going on, but we as Christians need to be prepared, be in the word, Spend time with the Lord. Discipline those muscles of spiritual muscles of getting ready for battle. Keep the uh, full armor at the door, too, to put on. Keep your weapons of the sword of the Spirit, of the Word of God, in here and in here. And I just pray that all of us will be able to strengthen each other and, you know, just encourage each other. Even, I mean, the times in, in the Bible are here. Signs are here of all the things that are to come. We know that things are going to be bad. Just like it said, we're not. Su- other people all around the world are suffering from other things too, persecution. But we need to be thankful that we have the victory in Christ Jesus, and we are not to be afraid. Trust in Him. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for uh, giving us all the equipment all the insight of what we need to know how to deal with the battles that come against us. We know that there are many things that can trouble our hearts, but Lord, we know that we can cast our cares upon you, give them to you, Lord, and trust in you. Refocus our thoughts toward your promises that you will never leave us, you will never forsake us, and you are our strong tower and our refuge in times of trouble. So we just Thank you. And I pray for each one here a blessing to their families and uh, those who are traveling. Lord, we pray for those who are not with us today and those listening. Just give a blessing, a blessing of favor, of health, and uh, just, just encourage us. Lord, we thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed.